0: our country let's believe and let's pray amen for enlargement and growth hallelujah come on lift your voices as we pray unto the lord glory to your lord jesus Father, we thank you and praise you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do in our midst. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. For the winds of change that are blowing. Hallelujah. That are blowing in this house and that are blowing, Father God, even across this nation. Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Father God, for how you're raising up your people and you're raising up a nature of believers, a nation of believers, those that are hungering and thirsting for more of you, Lord God. Hallelujah. This morning morning Lord we cry out to you father God hallelujah that our hearts will be full and overflowing with your spirit with your presence let the rivers of the Holy Spirit flow through us this morning in the name of Jesus father we pray for our unsaved loved ones this morning we pray God that you would save them Lord that you would reach them where they are that you would reach them across this nation. Every family, every home, Lord, where we have unsaved loved ones. God, your arms are not too short that you cannot save. Hallelujah, Father, across this nation and even the nations of the world, we cry out, Lord, for lost souls this morning in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, and not only that you would save our loved ones, Lord, that are lost, but, Father, Hallelujah for the vineyard Raise them up Lord God That would we'll go out Father and reap the harvest That would we'll go out Lord spreading your word Let your word find our unsaved loved ones In the name of Jesus And Father we pray for every EACM minister Every ministry gift Lord God Every church and parish church this morning We lift them up before you God In the name of of Jesus, speaking blessing over them, Lord, speaking favor over them this morning, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, we pray for every chaplain, every FRC, every IAC chaplain, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm asking you to touch them now. God, strengthen them for the journey. Yes, Lord, we speak grace over them for their assignment this morning, in the. Jesus! Yes, Lord! we pray Lord God that you continue to bless our schools that you continue to bless our dean, every teacher Lord God, every instructor Lord, in the name of Jesus, we speak increase Lord God, into the schools, in the name of the Lord Jesus, hallelujah Father we pray for our leaders this morning, we pray for Apostle C and Sister C we lift them up before you oh God, Hallelujah, you Touch them now. Yes, Lord. We speak blessing, healing, favor over their lives now. In the name of Jesus. We pray for Pastor Gardner now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, asking you to strengthen him. Hallelujah. Touch him now. In the mighty name of Jesus. With your hand of healing. Your hand of strength. Your hand of encouragement. In the name. Jesus, hallelujah. Yes, God, and we pray for Rabo Sata. Ramanda Deleko Soto Rama Ramada Ramanidian de Rabo Soto Rama. We pray for this house, God. We thank you right now for all that what you're doing in this place, that you're doing in this medicine, that you're doing in the vineyard here. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we lift up our leaders, God. Our bishop and Dr. Sean. Father, we extend our hands toward them. And we pray, Lord God. We intercede for them, Lord God. We cry on their behalf. Oh, sekete, radash oh god we thank you for what you're doing in their lives thank you for stripping in our bishop thank you lord god for healing his body thank you father for lifting him up we pray for he and dr shem we speak grace and favor over them blessing over them now strategies for this end time and grace, grace
1: grace grace grace
0: in the name
1: of the Lord
0: Jesus and now that we give you praise as one people again, with one voice God hallelujah one heart we lift our voices giving you the praise giving you the glory for all that you've done for what you're doing right now and yes for what you're going to do we lift up Lord members in this house those are sick and shut in those are lift them up now. We speak healing over their bodies. In the name of Jesus. Healing for their minds. Healing for their souls. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And now Lord we thank you. And praise you. For we ask these things in Jesus mighty name. Come on everybody that agrees to
1: Rejoice! 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 today. It's time. It's time, for the harvest is now, so the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise him.
2: Give him a praise this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. And the children are... Meeting Pastor Tony at the back, if you'd like to go down to Children's Church, amen. Everything's been sanitized, cleaned, oil's been changed, the works. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And welcome to our live stream audience. We are so blessed to have you join us. And I have a word this morning called prepared. Are you prepared? Look at your neighbor and say, are you prepared? We're in a season where we want God to move like never before. It's been prophesied. I believe it is the season where we are going to see the greatest harvest of souls we've ever seen come into the kingdom of God. How many of you would already say, yep, they've been coming in. I was in the doctor's office the other day, and the little gal that was the um, uh, phone person, the Thank you, receptionist. And uh I just looked at her and I said, "Do you know the Lord?" And she just began to weep and she just began to tell me all that was going on in her life. So we, I led her to Jesus. I prayed with her. It's just a harvest field out there, saints. I was in another place yesterday morning. I had to stop in And uh, the little girl behind the counter, the Lord said, I want you to prophesy to her. And I said, Lord, if she's out there when I'm finished with what I'm doing and she's alone, I will. So I go out there and sure enough, she's alone. I said, hallelujah. And I began to give her the word of the Lord that I felt God had spoken to my heart. And she began to weep. And she goes, how did you know all that? I said, it's only Jesus. Jesus. She goes, well, I want him. I said, let's do it. It's a harvest field. It's a harvest field. And so we want God to move. We want him to move in our cultures. We want him to move in our communities. We want him to move in this nation, in our families. How many of you got family? You just really want God to come into their hearts and into their lives. But God spoke something to me. He says, before I can do all that moving everywhere, he goes, I have to move in you first. So look at your neighbor this morning and say, God's got to move in you. Now, husbands and wives, listen to the giggling. You can't move in the other person's life. Look at them and say, only God can move in you. That's right. We can't change people, but we can certainly have God change us. Amen. So I want to start this morning with the opportunity that if you've never received Jesus into your heart, you've never asked him to come into your life then let's do that this morning, because that's the first move. Amen? So pray with me this morning, because you want him to be Lord of your life. You want him to take over. And so he begins to speak to your thoughts when he's Lord. He begins to direct you and guide you. And best of all, he saves you from an eternity of hell. You say, well, Pastor Cheryl, some of my world that I live in, my natural world's pretty hellish. That's why we invite him in. You heard the congressman. Jesus hasn't been in a lot of stuff in this nation and it's hell, but we're bringing him back. I know enough millions of Christians around the globe that I fellowship with that are Praying and interceding and believing God. So let's invite him in this morning to our hearts. And maybe you've been kind of warm. And maybe you need to get on fire again. Let's pray this morning. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you died, rose again, and ascended into heaven for me that I could live forever with you. So come on in. Come on in, Jesus. Live big in my heart. Show me how to do this thing called life. And I thank you for saving me, for shedding your blood for me, Be my Lord. Amen. Give God a praise this morning. Somebody got saved. Amen. That means the angels are partying now. That's what the Bible says. There is a glorious time in heaven when a soul comes to Christ. So we want God to move, but he's got to move in us first. And so I I want to address us, the church, this morning. Because in Revelation chapter 3, verse 16, now do we have scriptures? We do. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to have words to songs, and we're going to have it all next week. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Okay, there it is. So then, because you are lukewarm, say lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That's what he said to the church in Laodicea in Revelation. But I want to tell you that in every one of the churches in the Bible in Revelation, there's a little bit of the world that's going on now. Amen? When God said, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. How many of you have ever tasted lukewarm anything? People like coffee. I love coffee, but I like it to scorch my mouth. I don't like it lukewarm. Some people like it iced coffee. I don't like iced coffee, but I never heard a person say to me, I really like my coffee lukewarm. See, God hates lukewarm. And the church, in a lot of ways, we get comfortable. Look at your neighbor and say, comfortable Christianity. That means all I got to do is go to church. All I got to do is wear the right clothes. All I got to do is be in the right circle of friends. All I got to do, no, that means you're a comfortable Christian. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be comfortable as a Christian, in this season, especially. God's going to just put that fire underneath you every time he has opportunity. Because he's telling us, you have got to begin to pray. You have got to be prepared. Prepared. Listen to me. Christians, we are not prepared. We are not prepared. Some of us, we just want everything at a push button or easy or hurry up in two seconds. And God has really messed with that in this season. How many of you have found that the pandemic has really messed with everything in your life? Messed with your finances, messed with your relationships, messed with everything. Everything. How many of you ever thought that you would see athletics and sports shut down? I mean, I thought that's going to take an act of God. Uh-oh. How many of you ever thought you'd see Hollywood shut down? Amen. Somebody told me the other day, they said, oh, one of the theaters is opening up. I said, to show what? (laughs) There's not even any movies to see. Only God. And he's used it. How many of you would say he's used it for my good? People were ripping and running and not even coming to church and not even praying and not even doing anything but ripping and running. And God said, okay, I'm going to declare Sabbath. Do you know that to not honor the Sabbath is a sin? Do you know that? So how many of us sin on a regular basis on Sunday? We go to church, Pastor. Yippee kaye. But what about after church? Do you spend that quality time with your family, with God, doing nothing? God said, I'm going to declare a Sabbath that'll top all Sabbaths. We've got to prepare. Listen to me. Do you realize that your spiritual walk is a preparation? That's right. It didn't just get, oops, praise God, I hit the button, now I'm saved. No, that's day one. That's day one. Now it's called the process, and you go through the process to get to a relationship that is unmovable in God. Prepare. Listen, we prepare in everything. Athletes prepare. They don't just get signing their millions of dollars of contracts and run out on the field and start playing. (laughs) They prepare. How about dancers? I was in the dance world and the ballet and then modern all my life. I'm going to tell you what. Every day of the week, I had a class to take. Four hours every day of the week. We prepare everything. How about our military? Do you think they just sign on the dotted line and then they go grab a gun and just go out to war? (laughs) They have to prepare. Prepare. How about students? How many of you signed up for a course in college and you went there the first day and you said, okay, I'm good? Prepare. Prepare. Everything in this earth prepares. We got to be prepared. We're not prepared, and that's why some of the local governments in other states are just battling because they weren't prepared to take on that kind of stuff. Or they're weak, and so they wouldn't stand up. Saints, this is the hour. I've said it. I'll keep saying it. Use your voice. It is the decade of pay. 57.81 in the Jewish calendar this new year. We're in the whole decade of pay, which in the Hebrew translates mouth. What do you think God wants us to do? Use our voice to speak righteousness. No longer do we bury our head in the sand when we see unrighteousness. No longer do we ignore when we see racism, anti-Semitism. Listen, they just praise the Lord. I'm not a fan of Facebook for uh, overall, OK? But they just told us at the National Jewish Congress that they got Facebook to agree that anything posted that said the Holocaust wasn't real is banned from Facebook. It's about time. Because we've got to start taking a stand for what is right. We have to stand with our brothers and sisters. Not act like, hey, as long as I'm okay, I'm good. This ain't about just you. This ain't about just me. This is about the entire body, the entire nation that's got to see Jesus in us. Let's look at Psalm 78, verse 7 and 8. I want to look at this whole concept of prepare. That they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. Now, in one other version, it says a nation that did not prepare. See, that whole little uh, phrase there, did not set their heart aright. We don't talk like that. We don't say, hey, you better set your heart aright. If you're going to go do this then you better set your heart right. We say, you better prepare, right? How many of you had to prepare for something? How many of you had to do some stuff to get ready to do whatever this thing was that you were going to do? I don't know, as a parent, I only know when my kid was going to take the, well, both of them had to take the SAT and the ACT. All I know is we had to shell out $1,000 each time so they could go prepare to take it. That wasn't even taking the, the test. That was to prepare them. Now, I don't know how much it prepared them, but I felt like it should have got them 100%. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Set their hearts aright. See, the Israelites didn't do that, and they were called rebellious by God. They did not set their hearts aright. And in the Hebrew, that word, that phrase, set their hearts aright, that meant they weren't prepared. They didn't prepare their heart. Oh, well now let's talk about our hearts. Do we prepare our hearts daily? Do you spend a little time with God daily so that you can get your heart right? Getting your heart right. Don't applaud. You better say, yes, I'm doing it. Say, yes, I'm doing it. Yeah, some of you are saying, like, yes, I'm doing it. (laughs) It says they didn't make their hearts right. They weren't ready. They weren't ready for anything. They were in the wilderness, probably running around barefoot, tiptoeing through the tulips, but didn't make their heart right. Well, Pastor Cheryl, how do you know they didn't have their heart right? They didn't prepare their fields. Look at your neighbor's there. Are you preparing your field? That came right out of the word this morning that was prophesied. Dr. Scott said, "Released my Holy Ghost to clean up your fields. He hadn't a clue. When I heard that, I go, okay, I'm right on God. Clean up your fields. How many of you have been cleaning up your fields since you had so much time on your hands? Amen. They had not done this. How do I know? Because here comes God and he says, don't worry about breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I'm going to braid it out of heaven. And you're going to be so full that you don't even have to collect whatever's left because I'll keep raining it every day. So don't try to hoard it. Isn't that what happened? Every day, God provided manna. But they weren't grateful. They were unhappy because, man, even back in Egypt, we got some onions and we got some different stuff. Their hearts weren't prepared. How many of us are never satisfied? How many of us would have probably said, manna again? It's like year number 39, manna. Praise God, manna. Don't even tell that lie. Don't tell me, oh, I love manna. You know we wouldn't. We'd be all going, where's the cheeseburgers? Where's the chicken strips? Where's the London broil? For me, I'd be saying, where's the salad, man? And the soups. How come we don't have any soup? See, they weren't prepared because what did they do? They began to grumble and they were hungry and they were unsatisfied. And how many of you know we need to think about there are literally people around the world who go to bed hungry? Are you following what I'm saying? Their hearts weren't prepared. So, Pastor Joe, what do I do? You begin to prepare your heart. You begin to read that Bible. Not just... Oh, I read 10 pages today. You don't have a clue what you read. Read it and take your time and meditate and pick out a scripture and say, okay, what does this mean to me? And read it. And how about pray, throw some worship on and just sit and just soak and meditate. You know, God spoke to me the other day. He says, you know, there is so much awesome value if you sit in silence, say nothing, See, if I said to you right now, we're going to sit in silence for the next 20 minutes, you'd all go like, oh my God, hope this passes quickly. Because we're not comfortable with silence. But you need to get comfortable. You need to get comfortable with sitting and soaking up his presence. Read, study, pray, speak up. That's why he's increasing your faith. Speak up when you see injustice. Speak up. Say, God, what do you want me to do to be effective out there? Ask him. He'll tell you. A lot of times we don't ask because we don't want to know. Speak up. Now here's one. Pray in tongues. Oh, man, she's wacko. Uh Uh-uh. Pray in tongues. Listen, praying in tongues is a prayer language between you and the Father, and the enemy can't figure out what you're saying. That's what makes it so powerful. And if you spend that time just praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. Sometimes I just walk through my day. If I'm in my car, I'm praying in tongues. If I'm walking through a store, I'm praying in tongues. No matter what I'm doing, if I am, if I start to feel like my mind is thinking about a hundred things, uh-uh, shut that off and pray in tongues. Now, how about this? Do you realize that when you pray in tongues, it can tame your tongue? hello, that when we pray in tongues, the Bible says the tongue is set on fire. It's untamable. But when you're praying in tongues, it's tamed. Pray in tongues. There's power. Power. When I had to prophesy to that little girl at the other store I was at yesterday, I thought, okay, what am I going to say? And the Lord says, really? Really? After all these years, you're worried about what you're going to say. Okay, and I just started praying in tongues. And I just whispered in tongues, and all of a sudden, here it comes. We have got to be prepared. Why do you think the enemy comes against your prayer time, your word time, tries to get you to not pray in tongues, tries to get you to not get prepared because he doesn't want you prepared? He wants to take you by surprise, get you distracted, off track, and before long you're not doing anything except running around chasing your tail. How many of you hear what I'm saying? He wants us to abide in Christ. What does that mean to abide? You know, I looked that up. It means to be stable, fixed in the love of Christ. You want to know how you can tell if somebody is abiding in Christ? Whether they walk in love. There is a bunch of nasty Christians out there. Right? Look at your neighbor say, not in this house. Abide. See, when you are in the Word, when you're in prayer, when you're just really anchoring up on that relationship with Jesus, then you're walking in love because you got peace. And so nothing rattles you. You're abiding. And when the opportunity comes, then you're walking in love instead of wanting to slap somebody, instead of wanting to smack somebody, instead of wanting to just, ooh. How many of you hear me? What you feed on the most, that's where your thoughts are going to be. Uh-oh. What you feed on the most, that's where your thoughts are going to be. If you live from cheeseburger to cheeseburger, that's what you're thinking about. That's what you're going to, that's your whole life, cheeseburgers. And you can tell me probably the best place to get the best cheeseburgers. Only I don't care because I don't like meat. <laughs> How many of you hear what I'm saying? What are you feeding this, this spiritual body? Some people just come home after a long day at work, put on the television immediately. They don't even know what they're watching because they just want some distraction. No, put on worship music and just sit in your easy chair if you've got to wind down and close your eyes. What are you feeding on? Some people like to get on a phone for hours and gossip about somebody, anybody. What are you feeding your spirit? Some people just want to live to murmur and complain about everything. No, what are you feeding your spirit? Feed it the word, feed it prayer, feed it with good stuff. So that you're coming out loving like Jesus. This season, God spoke this to me. He says, I am weighing my church. I said, God, how are you weighing us? He says, I'm weighing you on your heart motives and the why behind what you do. Now, that might be awesome, but... We all better start taking a hard look. Why do we do stuff? And what's our motive? I used to, back a few years ago, there used to be a circle of ministers and pastors that would always, you know, uh, hang with us. And uh, we'd go to dinner or something. And I had to listen to, oh, how's your church? What's it running? The one guy looked at me and said, I said, we don't run. Where do you go when you run? He goes, oh, Cheryl, you know what I mean. I said, no, I'm not sure. I said, is that important? He just got real quiet. What's your motive? Oh, well, you know, I got a chance to... Uh, being a conference last week and I was preaching with uh, I don't know Joe Smith he's number one I could care less good for Joe and good for you what's our motive I went down to such and such and I got a picture with so and so so-and-so will take pictures with everybody if it means that there's something in it for them. How many of you hear me? we got to begin to look at our motives. we got to look at our heart. You know, when the girls were younger in their early teens, well, probably late teens too, but they would always go to their dad. And, hi, Dad, I love you. Yeah. Dad, I need five bucks. Okay. Knowing he didn't have five, he had probably a 10. And he'd pull it out of his wallet. Oh, Dad, thanks. How did you know I needed 10? how many of you hear what I'm saying? He says, I know what your motive is. Now they do love their dad. They adore their dad. But how many of you know when we want something, we know what to use to get it. That's when Bishop decided I am getting me a bunch of singles and I'm going to carry them all the time. So I got singles. He still does to this day. He gives them their birthday gift in singles. We got to be prepared. Prepared, 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 prepared. Say that 10 times real fast. We can't be about name-dropping and influence, self-promotion. See, this is what God showed me. He says, so I'm going to weigh my church, and I'm sending refiners fire. How many of you feel like you've been burning up? (laughs) You feel like you've been going through stuff? How many of you are wiser today than you were one year ago? Yeah, we're coming up on a year of this excitement. It didn't really manifest till March, but everybody I talked to said, yeah, back in December of the previous year, back in January, blah, blah, blah. See, we're going on almost a year. And the question I have is, are you prepared? Did it prepare you? Don't give that devil no glory. Don't say, well, the devil did this and the devil did that. Now, what did God do? That's what's exciting. How did God show up? How did God take care of you? How did God provide? How did God move? We want him to move. Oh God, move! He's got to start in us. So God's saying, I'm removing. The impurities. Look with me as we close Malachi 3.2. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he's like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap. How many have been feeling that refiner's fire? Well, I looked up launderer's soap, fuller soap. And it's said to remove impurities and uncleanness. How many of you have really felt the washing machine to your spirit and soul and body? I'll never forget my nephew. He was home ill for a, a week or so. And this happened several years ago, but... He stripped his bed and he took all the sheets and he threw them in the washing machine. So he turns the machine on and all of a sudden he hears this thump, thump, thump. So he stops the machine. He goes, what in the world? And it was his cat. His cat got caught up in the sheets. And when he threw him in the washing machine, he didn't know the cat was in there cost him $1,000 in repairs to the vet bill. Cat came out doing just great. His wallet, not so great. But how many of you feel like you've been thrown in the washing machine with the sheets? How many of you feel like God's been purifying, purging, reorganizing your life? It's a new day. Listen, we're never going to see things like they used to be, and I'm okay with that. We're not going to see the church with the same face on it. Because I don't think God cares about what we're running. I think he wants to know, are we walking the walk? Does that make sense? I mean, I want as many people as want to come, but I'm more all about relationship and let me get to know you and let me hear what you think and what's going on in your life. Because that's what God wants. He wants us to prepare our fields. He wants us to be prepared as laborers. Why? Because there's so many out there that need Jesus. I want you to watch this clip. Can we do the clip? Hey, okay. Facing the Giants. It's called Prepare Your Fields. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that God gave me this word for us this morning? How many of you will go prepare your fields? Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. God, we just come before you this morning. And we ask you to forgive us for when we've not trusted you. For when we've not believed you. For when we've not been prepared. Forgive us. Wash us in the precious and awesome blood of Jesus. Lord, we just asked this morning that we be awakened. That, God, you've taken your refiner's fire and you've caused us to be laundered. And now in this season, God, use us. Use us as we continuously prepare ourselves for the fields of harvest. Lord, every opportunity that you place before us, quicken us to hear you and to move and to speak and to say something that will draw people to the love of Jesus. Father, I thank you for this house and I thank you for these people because Lord, we love you And we want to do what you want us to do. Help us, God. Help our faith. Increase it. Help our initiative to get up and do and be active. Help us. And God, we just give you glory this morning. We worship you. We thank you. And Lord, let us go out there with prepared fields to bring in an incredible harvest. Work in us first, Jesus. Then you can work in our communities, in our families, in our cultures, in our businesses, in our schools, in every facet of our lives. But change us. Change us. And we give you thanks for that this morning. And we call you Lord, Lord of all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you need prayer today, don't walk out of this building. We can stand six feet from you. We can pray with you. We can wear masks, whatever you need. We want to pray with you and encourage you. Maybe you just want to come and spend time at the altar. We welcome that also. But I want you to walk out of this place encouraged, preparing your fields. Because God says we're moving. He's moving in you. He's moving in his body. But we want want the nation to be changed. We want the nations to be changed. So I encourage you, even as you go today, encourage somebody. Give them an elbow. Give them an ankle hit. Whatever, but encourage one another. Be prepared. Amen? Hallelujah. Let's stand this morning. We have our basket out for our seed offering, if you came in late and you wanted to put your tithe in it, that's fine. Or you'd like to give a seed offering, you just come and walk by. We just thank you so much. And all of our loving friends on live stream. we love you, church. And we're thankful for everything you put in the baskets. Amen. Have an awesome day in Jesus. Don't forget, encourage somebody. And make sure you get back tonight. God gave me an awesome word. It's called, do you want to be a Model T or a Duesenberg? Love you, Love ya, live streamers. Have a great day.
0: Amen. I just want to take a moment and say thank you all for praying for me. I feel great. I've been off for five and a half months. Woo! in the last couple weeks I've been here thank you and uh, next week is Pastor's Appreciation I just want to take a moment and say thank you if you're here this morning and um, you touch in your physical body come forward, the altars are open we don't want anybody to walk out of here in pain if you haven't received the Holy Spirit baptism my wife has been talking about speaking in tongues come on up, we want to pray for you You are dismissed. See you 7 o'clock tonight. Good to see all of you. God bless you. You're dismissed. Amen.